figured out why not give myself a break and I'm gonna do this one today from here from actually my living room and um, I'm surrounded by a minute ago he was here a scout and the cats are sitting over there and Uli Hofmann is watching from Germany hi and Cindy oh my god that's great so people are coming in this is fun so today what I want to talk about is hi Mila um, that uh, something that happened to me quite a while ago. In 98, I decided to leave my uh, work as an advertising um, executive to go and become a therapeutic horseback riding instructor. And in order to go through the um, training, the horseback rider training, I was like, hi, I'm back. All of a sudden, Facebook just shut down. I don't know why. But um, I am... Um, so I was just talking about Nicole Bilkoza here, Mindful Connections, and I was talking about how in the um, in '89, I uh, in '98, I decided to leave my uh, advertising job and become a therapeutic writing instructor. And because my writing skills back then were kind of antiquated, um, I took some writing lessons in New York City before I started to um, leave for California to get my training. Hi, Johnny. And so what I decided to do is go out, um, take my writing lesson at the Chelsea Pier and ask my writing instructor, who's actually, if you believe it or not, some of you might know him or know of him, was um, Tim Hayes. And Tim Hayes um, back then gave writing lessons at the Chelsea Pier in New York City. Um, and uh, you might have seen him touring with his workshops, Natural Horsemanship Workshops, and his book, um, Writing Home. So... Um, Tim gave me the name of a friend in uh, Malibu and he said go out there and you know he's a good cowboy he's a good man you can hang out with him maybe and learn something about horses and so I went out there um, by myself I rented a car and in my prissy little rental car I drove into the Malibu mountains hi Nancy and into the uh, Malibu canyons and um, I called the guy you know ahead of time his name is Wyatt and I said can I come by and visit with you and he's like sure just make sure when you come through the big gate you close it behind you so the horses don't run out and I was like what the horses run out what do you mean like they all lose on the property sure I'm like oh okay so I drove in, made sure that the gate was all locked and driving down the driveway, these beautiful orange blossom trees and there were horses here and there grazing. And I get to the center of the property and there's this guy stuck upside down in a 75 um, pickup truck. And I got out of my little car and he just ended up um, sticking his head up with his cowboy hat and he's like, hey, welcome. And I was like, hi, so I'm here to learn something. And he was great. Yeah, let's get some horses. And he went, whistled about, I would say he must have had 25, 30 horses on that property, running loose on 40 acres. And he's like, well, I'll take the chestnut. You take that Tobiano over there. And I'm like, okay. And I, um, so we saddled up and we got on the horse and we started riding. And what was really strange for me, I mean, I had, gone on trail rides of course and I had lessons and um, I have ridden with other horses but I, but I had never ridden among loose horses and so as we went up and down and I don't know if you know that countryside in California but it's kind of really nice hills up and down and kind of an open view 
we would all of a sudden hear these thundering hoofs coming from around the corner and I was like, oh my God, and I'm holding on to, you know, legs and horn and everything because I'm like, oh my God, this horse is going to take off with me with this herd that's coming around the corner. But he didn't because um, Wyatt had trained him already. Hey, Sharon. Hi, Marta. Um, so Wyatt had already trained these horses fairly well. And so this horse stayed right under me and there was no problem. But we were now riding across the property with this big herd of horses around it, which was really kind of cool. Um, and that went on for an hour. And then that went on for two hours. And then uh, I think I must have arrived there by 11. And now it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we were still riding up and down the same hills, up and down. And while I was always riding forward, Wyatt was usually riding backwards, and I don't mean he was sitting on those backwards, but he would go the hill up backwards or sideways or down the hill backwards or sideways, and I had no clue what he was doing. And quite frankly, I was after a while I was a little bored because he wasn't really talking to me. Um, and so, hi, Erica, Matthew. So I actually was kind of eventually, I was getting antsy. I mean, we're on horseback now for five hours and I'm riding around. I'm like, I saw the place three times over. What the heck are we doing here? And I finally said something. And, um, and she, I said, oh, I said, so for how long are we going to ride today, Wyatt? And he goes, until my horse has learned something new and I know he understood it well. And I was like, oh my God. Um, and then I realized that he had taught me without saying anything that he is actually, hi Sarah, that he actually was pointing out to me that I had been riding for four or five hours next to him doing basically nothing but staying on the horse while he the entire time worked with his horse in the most... Um, Thank you, Katie. In the most amazing way. And his horse was so supple and his horse was so connected. And he and this horse were so one. And like I said, going up and down the hills in, in uh, such a beautiful harmonic way. While I was like ding, 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 doing like a trail ride thing around them and behind them and in front of them. And I was so embarrassed that day. And um, I, I, I said to him, I said, you know what? I just got it. I didn't even ride. I just went along for a ride. And I asked him, would he still accept me coming um, a little uh, here or there to, to kind of um, learn more from him? And he was like, sure. And so I ended up having a little bit of uh, a few weeks of working with this guy. And he eventually, he was good friends with Brenneman. And we went to one of his clinics. And I learned a lot. Hi, Denise. Um, so, but. The lesson, of course, was like, holy shit, I need to be more present while I'm on horseback. So now, fast forward, I'm, you know, a, ther a therapeutic riding instructor and I have my own horses now. And I would always pay close attention to being mm, kind of present with the horse. But that only happened when... I was kind of alone or with a friend that was um, also a quieter person. But once we were out with a few people, it would be like, blah, 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 blah. Or if I was out with somebody who was um, not as good of a rider, maybe, and I would direct them, I realized, my God, I would be more present with everybody but my horse. But I developed this little technique of learning, and I want to give this to you guys today um, for when you ride your horse. Um, where I would somehow split myself into two parts. And one was like I would be very connected in my body and would feel my horse through my body. And if I had to pay attention to somebody else, I would try to, 
use my upper body, my mind, to be with them, but to really almost split myself in half and be partially with the person, but grounded with the horse, and that worked well. Now, here's the interesting part for me. Um, I understood that concept and I got it that of course we should be more present with our horses, but recently I had two cool conversations with horses. Twice a horse owner had called for an animal communication session and in both cases they had some challenges on the trail. And in one case the woman said her horse um, was not very responsive um, when she was out with a group of horses. And when I tuned into the horse, the horse shared that he was, um, he, he basically said to me, well, why do I, what, what am I responding to? There's like kind of nobody there. And I was like, what do you mean there's nobody there? There's a person on your back and there's people around you and other horses, what do you mean by that? And the horse basically explained, hey Donna, Good to see you. Um, the horse explained to me that he felt kind of like, yeah, they were there, but they were not with him. And since he wasn't really being given much direction, he just figured he could just do what he wanted to do. And so he would either veer off or sometimes even stop and be like, oh, I think we'll go back and, you know, start turning around. And so I explained to the owner, I said, you know what, he, this horse really needs you to be present with him because when you go out and you get um, engaged with other people uh, and obviously I knew exactly what this was all about because I had been there as a person doing that. I said, you know, you have to kind of remember that you have another being under you that really wants your attention and horses often are so excited when we actually finally show up at the barn because, you know, sometimes when we board them, you know, we are only there for a few hours a day if we even there every day. And even in my own backyard, my horses are always so like, yay, please come out and hang with us. And I'm like, okay. So when we're with them, they love for us to be really present. So this horse was like, you know, my rider needs to be a little bit more with me so that I don't feel like I should be making up my own path or where and how I want to go. Now, um, hey, Chris and Cindy. And now the second horse was interesting too. He was a horse that would, um, the owner would take him out by himself and the owner would be a little nervous at times. And um, thank you by the way for sending little hearts um, because I know then Facebook goes out and tries to find us a bigger audience which is really sweet. So thanks for the love. So this horse, the second horse, um, described that he could immediately feel when the person and he exited the property to go out on the trails that the person was relaxed but not present. And I was like, what? What do you mean by that? And the woman then told us, uh, told me, and she's like, oh my God, I know exactly what he means. Because for me, when I come to the barn and I hang out with my boy, and we go out on a trail ride, for me, that's the moment when I can just let my brain go and I think of all the things and it's almost like my whole world comes rushing in and I'm just, hey, Donna, Emily, love seeing you. So the horse was like, you know what? Um, or the woman said, I feel like my world is crashing down in on me and I just... Um, almost like let go and by the time she comes back she's present because she kind of let go of all the rest of her life while her horse however said yeah 
um, when we're outside together, he almost rather have a groom him or hang out with him at the barn. But he said, when we're out on the trails together, I don't even feel we're together because she's just sitting there, so to speak. And I was like, wow. And the woman loved it because she was like, this is so true and so exciting. And she's like, and I always want to be more present with my horse. And sometimes I don't know how to be more present on the trails because what is there to do? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I had that experience um, 20 years ago when I rode for five hours and thought there was nothing to do. So now, of course, with that experience, I can help, uh, could help her and gave her some ideas of what to do with her horse and how to actually focus. And so here are a couple of tips for you. When you now go out on the trails, um, or even in the arena, it doesn't really matter, but it's more important, I think, out on the trails because also there's more stuff that can happen to our horses that we need to be present for, like, you know, something unexpected coming out of the woods. So when you ride down, uh, you get off your property or you get, you know, yours tacked up after you, you um, get him off the trailer. And if you listened last Sunday, then um, you know what to do, how to check if he's ready for you. If not, look at the video um, that I did last Sunday. But now you get on horseback and you start riding out. Start with a real focused intention, literally like, Okay, up to the pine tree, I'm going to go at a nice, quiet walk. And then you get to the pine tree and you take another deep breath. Take one, actually, when you get on the horse. But then, and then you start looking and you're like, oh, that stone wall for the whole length of the stone wall, I'm going to do an extended walk. And now start practicing feeling your horse through your body with your legs, your seat, your whole grounded lower body. Make sure your feet are in the stirrups and you have really a connection. Um, easy on the hands. And then build an extended trot along the wall until the end of the wall. And then pick your next thing. Maybe, you know, make a circle around a garbage can or, you know, um, ride up the hill uh, in a nice trot um, and, you know, halfway, hey, Carol, halfway up the hill, you know, you do a sitting trot for five steps or whatnot. Start putting some ideas and some fun little segments into your ride. And then even say, okay, and now from here till we get to the pond or from here till we get to the next house or whatnot, we're going to relax. And you will see your horse, because now you intentionally relax, your horse and you, you're going to go and your horse will be stretching long neck down the head and that will be such a beautiful relief and your horse will be at this point glad that your attention is off because you will have actually engaged him or her in such a way that you were so present that they are usually like okay thanks for a little break and then you know five minutes later you pick up again and you do something again and do it also on the way home so that it doesn't become the rush home but it becomes this little like ritual that whenever you go out and whenever you come back from your ride that you have this connection with with him or her um, by you being just really really present and um and engaged with your horse now I don't horseback ride so much these days um, anymore, but I want to just share one thing about even when you lead your horse, because I see that a lot when I'm at, um, you know, therapeutic riding centers or when I go to a barn to do a workshop, I see a lot of people bringing their horses in and it's kind of like, and then they walk and the horse kind of drags behind type of thing. Um, lead consciously and try it. And the way the leading consciously is, 
the way I do it is the opposite. I actually have now my connection is my upper body and my hand to the through the lead line where I feel the horse and I again keep my legs and my feet grounded to to the earth because in, just in case the horse ever spooks or pulls me off I at least stay centered but my connection to the horse comes through my arm and it's a really light gentle hold of the lead line and you probably know exactly what I'm talking about this sense where you all of a sudden you already feel your horse starting to go faster even though he might be behind you and you can't even see him, but it's a sensation. That's what I want to be tuned into when I lead my horse. So when I take them for walks through the woods, I always have my upper body connected to them and my feet connected to the ground. And with that, I also can start some cool conversations. Like um, Kadar is always one, oh, Palomino, who's always like, oh, what's over there? Over there, because he has the surveyor um, personality. And I will stop with him, and I'm like, ooh, what is it over there? Ah, a bluebird. Okay, let's keep going. And then he's like, oh, okay, glad you saw that too. So you can create like a real cool connection with them and be super present for the 10-minute, 15-minute walk by just applying um, some of your um, skills that you kind of use on horseback, now also on the ground. So those are the kind of things that... Um, I find really helpful and I know horses love. So in both cases with these people, um, they came back to me later and were like, oh my God, what a difference it is with, these, with my horse all of a sudden where um, I'm there, he's always there. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of my sentence that I always say this. Um, our horses are always waiting for us to show up. We just need to show up. And when we do, it's like, it's a match because they live in the now. And we are usually in the past or in the future. And like this woman was talking about, like her entire day and her life and what she had. It's like, leave that in the car before you get to the barn or leave it in the house. Go take a deep breath and hang with your best friend and be present for however long you are together. If it's five minutes, it's great. If it's five hours, <laughs> try that one. All right, so this is exciting. I hope this was helpful and I hope you guys um, will apply some of it and then let me know because the fun part is always to hear about it, how it goes and if, if it, um, you know, if you explored anything else or maybe somebody has some ideas right now on uh, maybe a couple of other uh, ways to stay more present. Um, I know breath is one uh, way to always, you can always remind yourself to be more present uh, through breath. Like I said, picking obstacles, setting little intentions of what to do, where and when, and um, always remembering it's a live being underneath us. And not only do we need to be present to stay safe, but we need to be present because they deserve it, right? I mean, they're hanging with us as much as we want, and so we should give them um, the joy of being really with them and meeting them in the now. and. Um, creating some mindful connections. All right, everybody, thank you. Oh, so next week, actually, next Sunday, I'm gonna be, I think I'm gonna be talking from the road because we're going to Warwick, New York to a therapeutic writing center there, Winslow. If you want to join us for the talk on Saturday night or the workshop on Sunday, contact Winslow um, Therapeutic Writing Center. You can find them um, easily online and I'm gonna put their little link here. And, um, 
yeah, we'll talk about horses again. We'll see what, there's probably something cool that happened during the workshop that I can share and um, therapeutic, thank you, Johnny. Um, and therapeutic riding horses always have like lots to talk about because their life is quite colorful <laughs> usually. All right, so anything else, Davey? Uh, signing up for the chakra uh, workshop. Oh yeah, and then if you love the chakra workshop, uh, the, the video from last week, I am at Tech in Holyoke on April 8th, I believe. So come on down for that. That's a, always a super, super fun time. Cool. All right. There's little Scooty. He's telling me it's time to have dinner. I will see you all next week. Thanks so much for coming. Love you.